0: everybody this is Todd Sylvester once again welcome back Um, we have another amazing belief cast today I have an amazing guest his name's Reno Mahe welcome thank you thanks for having me (laughs) oh man I'm so excited to have you on today Um, I want to give a little background on Reno he's got quite the quite the bio Um, he played um, football for the Philadelphia Eagles for five seasons and that that says a lot because that's not an easy thing to do you played college football football for Brigham Young University. Um, you were born in Los Angeles. And when you guys moved here, eventually to Salt Lake, you went to Brighton High School, is that correct? Correct, same yeah. high school as you. That's right, Brighton High, <laughs> baby. Best high school in the country. <laughs> I always tell my kids that. My kids go to a different high school and they're just like, Dad, you're always talking about Brighton, I'm yeah. sick of Brighton, right? Um, well, while you are at Brighton, you were um, All-State twice. You led the football team to a 10-1 record, and you were chosen. This is really cool. You were chosen as the Gatorade Utah Player of the Year, which is the highest honor you can get. It's, it's amazing. Um, you also earned MVP honors, All-Region, Region MVP honors, and then you lettered in football three times, basketball twice. Um, you're married to your wife, Sunny. You have, you have eight kids and then one on the way, you just told me. So yep. you're going to have nine five boys four girls so the the boys are winning (laughs) wow the boys are winning good you're not outnumbered anymore that's good that's good well that's incredible in itself we're going to talk about that um uh, we did talk off air about the the loss of your daughter right elsie elsie we'll talk about elsie in a minute but uh and there's a bunch of stuff i want to get into and i'm so excited for our listeners to get to know you better and so thank you again once f- again for being here. No, you know thank I mean? you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't you give us a little background, Reno, like, um, you know, a little bit about your family growing up and, you know, how that all was and you know, about your S- family.
1: So a little bit about myself, I guess, the, just to start off with, I was born in Los Angeles, uh, Inglewood, okay. Hawthorne, Crenshaw, kind of moved around a lot as a kid. Okay, um, Six elementary schools four junior highs oh wow and so i was fortunate enough to go to one high school <laughs> and that that was nice other than yeah, I, mean, really. I went to three colleges and so you what, said why did BYU. you move around so much what was you, you know i you don't realize it until you're an adult yeah and you have to go through the things your parents went through okay and so i think a lot of it was um home you know family situation with bills having you right know, having to move because of, uh, whatever the situation was with, with my parents and my parents were great. They, right. they were s- serial entrepreneurs. Okay. And so they've always had jobs, but then they always did, uh, they always created jobs on the side as well. Okay. I mean, growing up, my parents started uh, an auto shop restaurant, oh, um, really? <laughs> like a mini Mart. Uh, now they're running a farm and, uh, kiosk in the polynesian culture center in hawaii really so that's kind of um why i do what i do now and so okay but not your typical childhood with regards to six elementary schools four junior highs and what what have you but they were they're immigrants okay Uh, they both came from tonga they met in los angeles got married and you know had had us (laughs) and so yeah, uh, as far as growing up but it i was able to be exposed to los angeles and yeah. that life and then moving to utah west valley and then going from west valley <laughs> to cottonwood heights right yeah <laughs> and so i i, I got a <laughs> lot of different um walks of life sure and experiences that I don't know how many people get those types of experiences. Right.
0: Yeah, no. And I would imagine your parents, you know, at that time were just doing whatever they could to to make it happen, you know, and if it meant we have to move, we'll we'll move if we need to. And, you know, now you see it now as an adult, you look back on it and go, now I understand it. Yeah, I I get it now. I I don't Mm -hmm.
1: remember being in
0: one house more than two, three years tops. Really? Okay. You know, and so
1: now I'm living in a house that I just made ten years living there, and so it's almost like giving my kids. And I I don't. There's nothing I regret about that. Right. Like all those different experiences, being able to meet new people all the time, and so I, I honestly I feel like I had a great childhood, and so. And then just giving my kids a different childhood, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully it's something better. I don't know if it's better. It's on them on whatever lessons they learn from it. Good
0: point. But, yeah.
1: uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things that I'm grateful that I'm still in that situation to be able to provide that stability. Exactly. It, so gotcha. to speak. So did you, how many, do you have brothers and sisters? I do. Um, got two older sisters, one little brother and then a handful of older brothers that were adopted. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that were first cousins, but my parents raised, so they they were raised up yeah. as my brothers.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's cool. So. so you have a big, big family. Big family. Yeah. yeah. So were you how are, are you close to your siblings? Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Thanks to technology we can, you know, we Marco Polo, we right. group
0: techs. <laughs> and so yeah. Do do some still live in L A? There are some that still are in LA.
1: There's uh, one in Northern California, this um, Bay Area, and then older brother in Salt Lake, younger brother in Harriman with
0: one of my older sisters, and then my other sister in Salt Lake as well. Gotcha. Well, growing up in your family, can you, you know, maybe share with us maybe, you know, a lesson that kind of stands out that maybe your parents taught you that you kind of instill in your own family now? Like, I mean, I'm sure there's several, but is there something that stands out that,
1: if if there's anything that stands out,
0: it's just God fearing. Okay.
1: My my mom my mom and dad are, they're you know as far as culturally goes, I'm Tongan from the island of Tonga. Yeah. Um, we're God fearing people. Yeah. And so there's if there's anything that from my childhood that it's hard for me to um, never go back to, is that um our belief in god okay and making sure that he, he's always watching
0: <laughs> yeah and making sure what you're doing you're making him happy it, absolutely Is that right correct okay. yeah. yeah you know we talked off air that, you know how my daughter uh served in tonga for right, 18 right. months and she would say the same thing that like they the people of tonga they love god they try to serve him the best they can you know whatever religion they might be or not even a religion they'll still try to do the right thing because they don't want got upset. <laughs> right. So I
1: I just went back mm. to Tonga in June. Okay. That was, and it's been 30 years since the last time I went back. Really? So that was A my first time. time going back in 3 decades since the last time I got to go visit. Okay. And and I say that because I went out there with this mentality of going to figure out oh, how can I help my people of Tonga, people right. that, you know, I I might have grown most my life here or all of my life here in America, but there's something that, um, I felt like I was raised in a Tongan culture, right. Uh, with the way I was, my, the upbringings of my parents and the, cause we always lived with family growing up. There was mm-hmm. always more than a couple of families in the <laughs> yeah. home. Yeah. It's just what you did to survive back in those days Yeah, and still, but I went back there thinking, to try to figure out, find how can I, well, what can I do from everything I've learned from this great country I live in in America mm-hmm. that I can go back there and, and hopefully help the people of Tonga, man, I went back there and I'm like, they haven't figured out. Right. They're just, they're happy. They're yeah. humble, the, the humble. Yeah. Um, And they serve. And it's like yeah. the, the I, I went back there and I'm like, they, they get it. Yeah. Like there's a lot we can learn. Of From what they're them. doing.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. So you're going with the mindset, I'm going to go help. and I'm going to help them. I'm going to show them what's up. And then you go there and you're like, man, they're showing me. Yeah, it was. Cool. It was humbling. It yeah. was
1: humbling to see they still have God in their schools. Right. They still say prayer and they still do all these things <laughs> that shows me that they're still God fearing people there. Yeah. We're here. It's. I mean.
0: Right. It's a lot. It's, things are changing things a lot. Are, yeah. Things are scary. <laughs> yeah. So if I remember back in June, wasn't it a big celebration? Because a lot. I know a lot of people from Tonga went back to Tonga in June. Was it like a? Yeah. They, what was going on? I'm not exactly sure remember? about
1: that. Okay. That celebration, but they, Polynesians, we're always celebrating
0: <laughs> something. <laughs> you give us a reason to get together right. and eat. We're gonna party. <laughs> we're gonna <to> party. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you, my uh, my daughter, uh, w- one of the stories with my daughter is when she got there, some people, some Tongan people were being really nice and brought her over some breakfast. And what they brought her was uh, a pe- a big piece of chocolate cake and three dinner rolls. <laughs> 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 and we just laughed and she sent that picture over to us. And anyway, we still give her, you know, we still laugh about that and she talks about it, but she says how nice everyone was. like They were willing to give anything and everything that they had. Right. just to help us out. But but it sounds like that's what you experienced when you went over there.
1: Yeah, they they still, they, they really have it figured out. That's cool.
0: <laughs> so, you know, you you go to Brighton High School, like we talked about, and you had a very successful career in, in football, and then obviously you played some basketball as well, it sounds like. So after um, you had a decision after high school, there was a couple decisions you had to make. Talk about that. So I hmm. end up going to... Um to BYU
1: and, and the the idea of what I was going to do with regards to a timeline of my football career in college. You know, at that time, you didn't go on a mission to serve uh, for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. You serve a two-year mission. And you don't go on a mission till you're 19 back then. Now okay. it's 18. Back then it was 19. 19, yeah. Uh, I was, I was a young, I was young for my, for my grade. Okay. I was really young for my grade. Mm-hmm. And so I had turned 18 day of graduation from high school. Oh, okay. <laughs> and so then I had a whole year before I was able to go on and serve, um, a mission. And, um, so my thought was I was going to play one year and in that first year, uh, make a name for myself, right. go on a mission come back use my red shirt to get ready to finish out my three years and then um, hopefully go play in the NFL Yeah. so I go and everything was in order um, I was going to make my name for myself and yeah. then get myself ready to go on a mission I ended up um, having a great freshman year um, by the last game of the year the bowl game I got to start in the bowl game Yeah. and so I'm the starting tailback and at the end of the game uh, we were flying back home from that game and mm-hmm. a lot of questions came up whether, well, now you're the starting tailback. Like, are you yeah, going right. to still go on your mission <laughs> or are you going to, yeah. well, by the time I made my decision to stay and play football instead of go kind of stick to the plan that I had and go serve a, a, a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, I decided to stay and play okay and not maybe a couple months later i ended up getting kicked out of BYU not only was i not playing football anymore mm-hmm. now i'm
0: not able to go serve a mission okay and so are you comfortable in talking about what happened oh yeah yeah, yeah. um
1: i i ended up having a son i okay. wasn't married okay and so um you know, at BYU, you're not allowed to to do those kind of sure. married things until you're married. <laughs> right, <laughs> and so, right. <laughs> um, but it, you know that that was one of those life lessons that I think it took me a couple years to figure out that it wasn't anyone else's fault, but my 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 it was my fault. Yeah, and and That's I big. think a lot of times, and I was young. Uh, um, a lot of times you want to blame other people. You want to blame right. the honor code at BYU. You want to blame, yeah. You, know, you want to blame everyone else but yourself. And it, it took me a year to realize that. Okay. I made that mistake. There yeah. was no one else. Yeah. I, I I had a plan to go on my mission and and I decided to play football. So, but that's something that I'll forever be grateful to BYU. Forever be grateful for the honor code to, to help someone like myself in that situation realize. Um, what's most important in life. Mm-hmm. And so those are life lessons that I've been able to forever use at the age of 18. Wow. You know, yeah. going into the NFL, even life after the NFL. So many lessons that I can relate back to that and and point to something that really um, changed the course in my life. There's not very many schools like BYU right. that would take their starting tailback and kick them out of school for something that's not illegal. Right. But that's just a moral code that BYU has. Yeah. And so I, you know, for me, I'm forever, even though I grew up a U fan. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I, I,
0: I knew that about, we're going to bring that up. (laughs) My older brother plays that he played at the U that was
1: kind of one of my first love as far as college. And if I
0: remember right, correct me if I'm wrong. Utah wanted you to play defense, and BYU says, "We'll, we'll let you play some offense." Yeah, and you were like, "I want to play offense." Yeah.
1: Well, <laughs> is that true? It was that had a lot to do with it. Okay, the, but the biggest was my mom made me go to BYU.
0: <laughs> I still was gonna go to the U. Yeah,
1: but on my recruiting trip, my mom told me I was going there. So
0: not only your God fearing, your
1: mom fearing. Oh yeah, she's not too far <laughs> away from that. <laughs> she she's right
0: underneath him. <laughs> yeah, right. Absolutely. But um <laughs> yeah,
1: it it was and as far as my son, um that that was um the result of that whole sure. that whole deal. He's serving a mission right now. Is he really? Yeah, he he went out the end of June. Um, wow, he's that's serving awesome. a, a mission for the church for uh, Santiago, Chile.
0: Wow, very so, cool.
1: Yeah, it's pretty fun. Kind of, I
0: mean, kind of full circle, right? Just, right? Yeah, it's, it's that is it's amazing. A cool,
1: cool, deal. Man. Well, I
0: want to, I want to touch on something you said. It, it uh, very powerful what you said because, you know, what had happened. I'm sure you were upset, and you said you were kind of even pointing fingers and blaming everything. And it took you a, kind of a year to realize, no, this was my fault. Right. It's it's on me. And I would imagine, correct me if I'm wrong, but when you finally got to that realization, hey, this was on me that's when things started to kind of heal and change for you.
1: Absolutely. It, yeah. it, it. You know, you start softening your heart and realizing that instead of the emotion of it and blaming other people and whatnot, that you start using your head more. Right. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and it wasn't, you know, there, there were numerous lessons after that where, but it, but it got to the point where you start recognizing it more and more right. on how whatever situation you're in that, the decisions you made could have affected it differently, right? Rather than gotcha. always getting out there to blame people and <laughs> you know be yeah. a victim of X, Y, and Z, where at the yeah. end of the day, my, you know I have the power to be able to um, control my attitude and the energy that I'm pulling, you know, giving off or taking in. I you love know, that. that. just not letting people and and and, and being you know, an athlete, a professional mm-hmm. athlete at one time. And, um, you, you don't realize how much power you give people because you want to, well, for whatever reason that you just yeah. give people this. And, and a lot of it is because you're feeding yourself that, right. You're reading right. their comments. You're yeah, and then, you know, that didn't, it wasn't until just, you know, of, of recent that I realized, why am I giving people the, power to live rent free (laughs) in my head like yeah right and so it's just been so empowering to just be like no i there you know it's who who put it in in the best um wording for Mm me (laughs) uh the movie um the greatest showman
0: oh yeah Uh there was a part where he
1: uh his wife says to him that you don't need everyone to love you you just need a few good people yeah and so I I have a few good people in my life right. that what they think and how they see things matter to me. Right. And that just kind of eliminated everyone that I used to sit there and be like, even people I don't even know, you know, <laughs> right. they, they sit there and say something to you yeah. or comment on something and, and you let it get to you back in those days. But it yeah. it's just so liberating now right. to just be like. I'm good as long as God's good with me, my wife's good with me, and that yeah.
0: that small handful of people. <laughs> wow, that's amazing! Thanks for sharing that. That's really amazing about how you know if we if we take that advice for ourselves, even how powerful and liberating, like you say, that would be for us. So, um, well, so so you end up not going on a mission. You have your son. What, what's your son's name? Uh, Jeffrey. Jeffrey, right yeah. on. He's serving a mission now, which is really cool. Um, you, you you marry Sonny, right? Correct. And you now, you know, you had eight kids, one on the way. Um, and I know uh, I want to get into something that's kind of heavy. We talked about this off the air a little bit, but uh, you, you lost your daughter, Elsie. Correct. And, you know, maybe kind of tell us a little bit about what happened. You don't have to give us all the details around right, it, but right. kind of what happened. And then... What I want to know more about and I want our listeners to know is like just kind of the how you've been able to handle it in such a way that's been so positive and uplifting. okay if you don't mind. Yeah. So um, I was coaching at BYU okay and
1: crazy I, I rarely ever do this and I, I don't know what happened. this was uh, this is my first year at BYU first year coaching at BYU mm-hmm. and um, I accidentally walked out on the football field. We were in the indoor football field with my phone. And coaches don't ever take their phones out on the field, but this day I actually have my had phone in it, yeah. my pocket. Uh-huh. And so practice is going on, and, and the my phone just keeps um, vibrating. But I'm not going to answer my phone while I'm out at practice. Right. Like you, just, you don't do that. You That's don't a, do that. It's very unprofessional. <laughs> right. And so it just kept going off. It kept going off. So finally uh, there was a break in between transition at practice, and I look at my phone – and it's my wife's calling calling texting and so um i hurry up and call her and like what's going on she's yeah. like there was an accident mm. lc was entangled in the blind cords. Mm. you need to come home now yeah and so i just run off the field as i'm running by the head coach i just like coach something happened to my daughter i'll call you and so he's like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. And I usually leave my keys in the car. I don't. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. My thought is. Just someone, like they do in Tonga. Gonna, <laughs> somebody's going to steal my car. Just take the keys. Don't break anything. Yeah, just right. take the keys and you're going to yeah. steal it. You're going to steal it. <laughs>
0: sure, sure. So I just <laughs> run
1: in the car, boom, jump in the car. And I I get to the hospital. She she had been entangled. Her and a friend were playing by the windows and she was playing um, uh, with the court and uh, she got entangled. And. Um, my wife took her down, gave her uh, CPR uh-huh. and then they lifelighted her, um, about a week later, they, um, she had passed away. So, uh-huh. um, from, from lack of air to her brain. Right. So um, she was three? brain dead. Was
0: she, she was three. She was three. Correct.
1: Yeah. And so there was, there was a lot, um, you know, as I sit back and look at that whole thing and there was, there were so many things that happened to to lead me and my wife to believe that she would be okay right that she would make it and then mm-hmm. um, my wife and i um when we got the news that the damage was severe that you know the lack of oxygen she had right. for that period of time was pretty severe to her brain and that that wasn't looking very good and so we ended up going to the temple and just you know the um Salt Lake Temple, just trying to find some kind of answers to all of it. Right, yeah. And I just had an impression that my wife was still kind of like, why did all this happen to where we would believe, like the ambulance who's typically farther away was just right down the street having lunch. Really? So there's a lot of these little yeah. things that would make us believe, like... Like she's going to make it because all make these it. things happen. Right. Yeah. But then... um when when we were trying to find some answers, I had this impression of organ donation.
0: Hmm.
1: that, um, And that's where the foundation, Miracles From Elsie, because that whole week we were praying for miracles for her, but it ended up being miracles from her. That if a lot of those oh, things didn't wow. happen, yeah. she wouldn't have been able to donate her organs. Okay. There was a lot of situations where, because the way things worked out, that she was able to... Um, that it was her time, but that she was able to, uh, hopefully save a few other lives with the organs, um, from her body. Gotcha. But, you know, as far as life after that, um, that situation with Elsie, I think it's one of the greatest, um, that I'm for, uh, that I'm so grateful for is the, the blessing of the plan of salvation. Yeah. That. I, you stated earlier how many kids I have, and and as a father, my my whole goal now is want to provide for them, yeah. But hopefully, teach my kids that they can be able to live a good life, make good choices, that they can return to Heavenly Father. Mm-hmm. Right. That's right. like your goal as a father. Like yeah. your job is to do that. Yeah. So to know that Elsie is there yeah. and she made it brings me so much joy. Now, I miss her. Sure, yeah. You know what I mean? If, yeah, if there's oh yeah. if there's anything that's hard about it is you miss her. Yeah. But
0: it's overcome with joy that knowing she made it. She made it and and then you have this belief as well that you get, you'll get to see her again. I I
1: Absolutely. If I do everything Mm -hmm. right in my, you know, my time here that I will, I will get to see her again. And so I've had a handful of friends here and there that have been like, that has to be one of the hardest things ever. And I was like, you know, just honestly speaking with them, like, yeah, it was hard. But I, I imagine it being harder with my kids here going through the struggle. Yeah. To me, if Super I had to see and then a, a buddy of mine's close friend of mine shared a story about him visiting his daughter in jail.
0: Mm, yeah.
1: And it that it just hurt that pain hurt me just thinking of seeing one of my kids in jail going through that struggle of life like that would that would hurt. Like for sure. Where did I fail? Yeah. In raising them to make certain choices mm-hmm. that whatever struggles they go to you know whatever struggles that that pulls them away from the agencies they have to make choices to grow to learn you know but but making choices that they're addicted to to whatever they're addicted to that that binds them from from living a fulfilled happy life yeah where that would and and with all the kids i have there's a good chance that's gonna happen in, in in my life. That that's gonna be a trial that I'll have to go through right. and, and suffer yeah. through my kids and their choices they make. Right. Like I think that would be harder. That's harder than yeah. the experience I had of, yeah, I miss my child, but I know I get to be with her again. Yeah.
0: And so that brings that brings me a lot brings of joy. Joy. Wow. In my what life. a what a great attitude and a mindset you have around that and a belief, and I think that's amazing. I know your wife feels the same way. Uh, There was a special on what had happened to your daughter that was on KSL. My wife and I had watched it, and I think we watched it with some of our kids as well, (laughs) tearjerker. But what was so impressive about that is just, again, kind of like what you're portraying now, just the attitude you had behind it and the faith and belief that you get to see her again. And it was just really inspiring to see the way you guys handled it. I've
1: got a great wife. She. She, um, you know, we've been married 17 going on 18 years now and she's, she's really been that foundation within our marriage that has just given me a great mindset of how to look at things, right. how to approach situations. You know, she, she always talked about when we were looking at other people that people should just wear a shirt that says, be patient. <laughs> and then the back says, I'm not done yet. Like, right. <laughs> yeah or something like that that yeah. it just you know it gives you a perspective of the type of person my wife is that yeah she's just definitely uh someone I'm just riding her
0: coattail man <laughs> sure sure that's that's great when you can marry up, right, <laughs> yeah, but I
1: did it literally, yeah she's six two and i'm five nine <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome i mean she she looks down <laughs> on me for the rest of our life, but She's definitely someone I look up to. Oh,
0: that's awesome. <laughs> every day. <laughs> oh wow! Well, that's that's amazing. Uh, again, and very, very inspiring to me. And hope you know our, our listeners are going to feel the same way. Um, so you you know you have a big family. You know, tell me how that is. I mean, how? Is, I mean, it's probably a little chaotic in your home with that many it,
1: kids. You know, <laughs> no, it, it is. But it's also something that. I I really believe just kind of looking back at the way I was raised that it's it's one of those secrets to life like mm-hmm. um if you look at the the organization of things that we you had instant friends yeah you know you don't right. you can't there's there's it's hard to be bullied in the house because right. everyone can see it. yeah. And so you, you had <laughs> you had instant friends in the home. you had instant protection when you're out with your family like and, and then yeah, it, it was a lot of sacrifice for mm-hmm. for the family, whether right. it be your parents or your aunts and uncles. But at the end of the day it's just that that, that bond that's you know we're always no matter what you do, you'll always have that support. Right. So no matter what what situations I'm in, you always have people that love you. Now they'll tell you, they'll smack you, they'll you know they'll. (laughs) Oh yeah. But at the end of the day, that love is still there. It's there, yeah. Because that that sacrifice that they had for you, you know, they had that love for you. Yeah. And so you reciprocate that with your kids. For sure. That yeah, there's there's a sacrifice to raising that many kids. People think you're crazy. Like, what are you doing having these many kids? Right. You know what I mean. Like, what? There's, there's a sacrifice to that. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, there's a, you know, that the world will make you think you're just crazy. Right. But the the blessings that come from the kids, the energy of the kids, the like, you don't realize the sacrifice you you're giving to them. You're being blessed tenfold from it. Yeah. Right now. Right. You know the the the. The smiles, the hugs, when you walk in the door, no matter what the world you just dealt with yeah. and then having your kids run up and hug you oh, to yeah. be excited it's the to see you, yeah. you know, and just, and then you have people that depend on you yeah. and there's, there's a reward to that. You know what yeah, I mean? There's, sure. It, that gives you that drive to do what you do every day to, yeah. to deal with what you deal with out in the world. But you, you have reasons to do that. Yep. You know what I mean? And no, so totally. I, everyone has their own rhyme or reason why they have no kids or some kids mm-hmm. you know yeah but for me I I feel like we're blessed tenfold to have so much family not only in our home but just yeah, extended and all over the yeah world. we were talking
0: about other people that you and I know mutually which is cool small world right you know and but uh you know my my daughter, when she got back, she talked about how, the, in the tongue and culture, how loyal everyone is to each other, and it's kind of like what you're saying—how, how tightly knit the family is, and, and like you said, not afraid to, to smack you upside the head and tell you what you're doing wrong or, whatever. But at the end of the day, that loyalty's there, and my—that's one of the things that my daughter really loved about it was how loyal you guys are to each other and no it's you know it's loyal to a fault <laughs> but it's loyal though it is loyal there's yeah there's definitely
1: loyal but a lot of it comes from the love yeah so
0: so what to, let's let our listeners know like what are you doing nowadays i mean i know you played a lot of football you've coached a lot of football you got a big family you're so, kind of tell us what, what are you doing nowadays? You'll never guess. Oh no, <laughs>
1: your listeners would never guess. I'm actually in the trash business. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I flew out to Germany to go look at this technology they have out there, okay. where they recycle trash, not just your recyclables. Right. Recyclable, recycle all of everything. It. Everything. So mm. instead of having the blue can, the black can, the the yellow, the green can, the Right. You have one can and it goes and, and instead of going and just putting into more landfills, you bring it to our place and we recycle it
0: really all of it right on. and the
1: recycling world is crazy right now China's is. Is not taking recycle sure but because the way our technology does it, it's not an issue
0: really so is that so you're you've partnered up with them and then you're so we of- we have a company right. we
1: started um, okay. Called B and D Developments, and the okay. uh, the company New Lixo. It would actually be the, oh, the okay. actual name of the company gotcha. under B and D Developments, but New Lixo is yeah. It's I'm an owner in the company. Okay, I'm actually the COO of the company. Right on. And so, um, with with that being said, we we took so they have 20 facilities already all over Europe, um, 60 bio plants all over. Europe, but uh, one in Canada, one bio in okay. Canada, but okay. we're bringing it to America. We felt like it's it's due. Yeah, and um, that
0: will go big because people are so into that. Yeah, so they well, here's the, the funny planet. thing yep. is
1: I took there's about twenty plus that we just went to Germany on that trip uh, earlier in the summer. Okay, and so one of them being the mayor of where I live, and we come back and they're they're jazzed up. So really. We've got a couple of letter of intents to move forward with a couple of different places, and you still—it's funny—you still get a lot of pushback. Yeah,
0: and it's but it's, it's the status quo. Yeah, because it's something new.
1: Yeah, it's something new, and I yeah. get it. The best part is, we're coming in and putting our money where our mouth is. We're not asking for any money. We're, nice. We're paying for the building ourselves. We're paying for the land. We're you know yeah. It's. Very so cool. It's 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 hard for them to be like, well, why not try it? It's it's more environmental friendly. Yeah, it <laughs> makes sense. It's actually recycling, not like what's happening right now where they're just taking recyclables and throwing it in the landfill. Yeah, I know. It's, it's crazy. But <laughs> we'll we'll see. We'll see. We're still we still yeah. have a lot of people that are and I get it. You know, a lot of people are mindful of their jobs mm-hmm. and the status sure. quo that we're messing with it. But yeah. You know, at the end of the day, if if you know better, you do better.
0: I love that. And so if you know better, do better. Is that what you said? Yeah. Wow. I love that philosophy. And so
1: now that I know that this technology exists, it's hard for me to not push it. Yeah. Like it's hard for you. me. Like if if you people
0: really care about the environment, you need to yeah, you, you need to you, do this. You know,
1: you, you need to do it. You Very need
0: to, neat. Well, I look so. forward to seeing where that goes. That sounds yeah. really interesting. It's not as
1: cool as football, <laughs> but I think it definitely is more important. <laughs> yeah, yeah, It's definitely more important. So. Yeah.
0: Well, so there's a. I mean, there's a million questions I want to ask you, and there's um, one of the questions I have is, give us a little background. I know, I know, we're kind of jumping around just a little bit, but you know, so you played NFL for five years. That's a that's that's actually. That's about average, isn't it, about to be in the NFL with most players? Is that about um, average, five, six years? No, I
1: think I think the average is three. Oh,
0: is it less than that?
1: Yeah, it's less than that.
0: Wow. And so you kind of beat the average, which is cool.
1: Somewhat. I mean, yeah. it was a decent. I, I played long enough to get the retirement package. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. yeah. And one cool thing about it was, I I got to play five years with never being, never getting that call from the team that I was cut. Oh, okay. So that was, that's something that I was like, man, I never, I, I got to leave on my own terms. I was yeah. done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, oh. I, yeah, I got to play five years. Um, most of it was special teams. It was all with the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. And, you know, I think it was more so when you look at my numbers mm-hmm. if you look at the measurables, I should have never played in the NFL really. <laughs> I wasn't <Yeah>. fast enough. <laughs> I wasn't um you know being slow then if you're if you're as slow as I was going into the NFL then <laughs> then you should have been a little bit bigger. You should right. have played a certain position yeah but I think I think I went in with the mentality of the more you can do, yeah. So I ended up doing just about anything and everything on the depth chart,
0: yeah. And I remember seeing you returning punts and kickoffs and playing and running back and tailback and. No one wants to do punt return. Oh, I wouldn't. That Dude, I watch those punt returns; they're crazy. That's like one of the last positions anyone wants to play in the <laughs> NFL. Dude, yeah, those guys you have now, to be nuts. I'll do it now.
1: I right. mean if you get touched in the NFL now you get in trouble. That's true. So it'd be sweet to do it now. But um
0: Yeah, back when you're doing they could level you. And and they did back in
1: those days. <laughs> but I was smart though. I just fair caught everything. Yeah. <laughs> Even all they cared you got about three yards or yeah, all they cared about was <sighs> um making sure we got the ball. So I was like, All yeah. right, I could do that. That's easy. <laughs> but it was um I, I had a pretty cool experience. I was I was on a mm-hmm. great team with a lot of great, but at the end of the day, I had a great coach. Right. Our head coach was, you know, Andy Reid is one of the best ever. Right. And if you look at his coaching trees, he's got tons of head coaches out there now that Absolutely. coach while I yeah. was playing. Yeah, he's and now so, with the Kansas City Chiefs, right? Kansas City, right? correct. Yeah. But his, his coaches that were there are head coaches for the Panthers, the Giants, the Bills, the Ravens. Those were all coaches while I was there on that team. Who are oh, okay. head coaches now? Wow! And so that's amazing. Yeah, no, it's it's pretty fun to see how well these coaches are doing. That yeah. coach while I was there, but I, I I had the benefit of being around great coaches, sure. great atmosphere, and and I learned a lot from there. Um, yeah. If anything, I learned that I can do hard things. You know, it's it's hard going in there knowing that how much better everyone is with regards to their speed their measurables yeah but if if there's anything that I I took from there was just grit yeah just heart and grit that those are things you can't measure
0: yeah exactly well I was going to ask you what did you learn from this experience and you just said it you know you learned you can do hard things
1: yeah and so I learned that about myself yeah as far as but I but I also learned that the NFL or, or money, in general, mm-hmm. just magnifies who you really are. Right. <laughs> that if you grow up in a, you know, um, a certain way, a certain way about you where people are like, oh, money changes people. And I'm like, I don't know if it changes people so much as it magnifies who they really are. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. And so if, totally. you're, if you're if you're a jerk yeah, and you have a lot of money, now it just... Everyone, you're a bigger jerk. Yeah, everyone can see <laughs> how big of a jerk you are. Yeah. But if you're, you know, if you're a person that you're a good person and yeah. what yeah. when you get to you have a lot of money, I people Can see, man. He's really a
0: good person. Good guy. Yeah, (laughs) I love that. Yeah, I never. It's funny. I never kind of looked at it that way, but that makes a lot of sense when you say that.
1: If there's ever someone that changes, it's the people around
0: you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Hey. Now you got your best friends, and they're like people around you. Like you've never talked to me, but now all of a sudden I got a little money, you want to talk to me? Oh yeah. I bet that happened a
1: lot. Oh. And the worst was the after the fact. Oh yeah. You know, you you go to the NFL and all these different um you know you're all these people around you there's a lot of people you know there's a lot of people around when you're <laughs> oh, you're yeah. in the limelight and yeah, you're, you're sure. doing great and then <laughs> you know we leave the NFL um the and when I decided to leave the NFL it was probably the worst time you could leave right that was about the end of 08 when the 09 oh, when the market yeah. just the crashed, market crashed yeah. all your investments all the people that just take advantage of your situation and then you end up with nothing then you go you know financially we go through bankruptcy my wife or myself and my wife and your home you're about to lose your house your car gets repoed, repo-ed. and wow then you find out who really but the great thing about that was then you find out who really is your friends yeah you know who, who stuck so, around through all that who stuck around through yeah. all that and when things come back around it's it's fun to see that who really really was there for you yeah you know and so
0: there's a rhyme of reason for all of it Dang, and wow. so that's, that's unbelievable wow we could talk about an hour about all that experience <laughs> Um, I, I got two more questions for you, maybe, maybe three, but two for sure. The the first question is, is, you know, what do you do to connect with God? Like, you know, I know you you talk about your God fearing and you're a believer and that kind of thing. And what do you do? What's what, how do you connect and make sure you kind of stay close to that? Um, so a couple of things, you know, we, you're
1: always learning. Um, I think, The more you learn about his plan, the more you learn Mm -hmm. about his son, Jesus Christ, Uh, go to church every Sunday, you know, uh, and it's 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 those daily things, Mm -hmm. I believe. Yeah. And I'm also not the type that I think a lot of people will listen to your podcast while they're driving. Yeah. (laughs) Right. People are always connected to some type of um, information uh, or, or media. Yeah. So to speak, where for me, you know, outside of your praying outside of your scriptures, we do we read scriptures as a family every day. We have family Mm -hmm. prayer every day. Yeah. You know, outside of those things we do every day, I think for me is I I ponder a lot so I don't listen to the radio. Right. Actually my radio in my in my van doesn't work. <laughs> and I, I just need to get the code cuz the battery came off. But whatever. Yeah. But you don't. I don't I haven't yeah. fixed it. And I'm glad I haven't. But when I'm driving, all the times I'm driving is that I sit there and reflect. Okay. And I, I like and I'm I, I don't know some people call it meditate. Right. And and I and I want to sit in just while it's quiet. I just right. want to sit there and just while it's quiet to well what is he saying to me? And yeah. just trying to listen to that still small voice of How am I doing? What right. am I doing? Am I doing what he would want me to do? Gotcha. Am I doing more? Right. You know, can sure. I be doing more? Yeah. And so just those kind of things. Yeah,
0: love it. Yeah. Very simple but yet really powerful at the same time. Really love that. If you um the other question I have for you is you know, if you could give advice to someone out there who you know, maybe struggling, or they've lost a loved one like you have, and or they're just looking for some direction in their life. What what advice would you give that person? Um, I know it's a big question. No,
1: no, you're good. It, it's it's more so of how do I how do I word that? Yeah. Um, all these thoughts came through my head, <laughs> but it's just a matter of how how can I yeah. not skip around with it to to where I I really believe, I know we have a God given right of agency mm-hmm. that you have the freedom to choose and to use that, use that, that agency of choice to, to make decisions that will change the course of where you're going. Okay. I love that. And so, cause we, we, we get in this rut where it's like, dang, things are hard. Things are hard. And it's like, All right you can choose to make those hard things whatever the because cause hard things are okay <laughs> yeah right. it's okay to go through hard right. things but then find the lessons in them okay you Love know I, I I've had so many um, obstacles in my life where mm-hmm. I feel like um, <clears throat> if I if I sat back and reflected we you said in high school we went 10 and one yeah well that one game was we lost in the state championship. Oh, okay. Well, I could sit there and be like, "This, you know, my life sucks. I lost the state championship for our team." Right. Or I can go to college and use that energy and fuel to be like, "Okay, I went to college, and we we lost in the whack whack championship." Yeah. You know, the Western Athletic Conference championship my freshman year, and I'd be like, "Man, I lost in the in the state championship as a high school player. I lost in a championship game as a mm-hmm. college player," or I can use that energy and fuel to, to make it in the NFL. Yeah. All right. So I I go to the NFL, we lose in the super bowl. (laughs) Like how many losses am I going to be able to take (laughs) to be like, I have every excuse to my life sucks. My life, my life is hard. Yeah. I, I get into trouble. I get into financial trouble, legal trouble, all these different things that I can point at. I lose a child and I can say my life sucks. Yeah. man, I have the greatest life ever. Wow. And all of that comes from just that I have the choice to decide my attitude and the energy I want. I have that choice. And I choose to be like, thank you for these lessons. Yeah. They're humbling lessons. Sure. But I think it it's making me realize what is most important? Are these championships more important than the happiness of my kids than the happiness of my wife? Right. None of that matters. If I don't have a happy wife, none of that matters. If my kids aren't learning the lessons they should be learning. And so I just had a daughter that turned 16 just past Saturday. Okay. She turned 16 on November 10th and she chose not to go on dates. She got asked to homecoming. She okay. had to say she had to go and tell him no because she uh-huh. doesn't date till she's sixteen. Okay, that meant so much more to me than a high school championship. Yeah, that I I was able to have a, a daughter who would stick to the principles we're teaching at home. That I'm doing something right. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. You know, and so she's gonna so, go through her struggle. She's yeah. not gonna be perfect. Right, but I can have, I can have a perfect attitude today. Yeah. Man, I, I can be happy that things are good. You know, I got a son that's sick. Am I going to cry to to God and be like, it's your father? Like, no, how can I dress him warmer? Right. You know, things that I can control. So, yeah. uh, sorry to go off no, on these different no, tangents. Going back on it is that for those that are listening, you have a God-given
0: agency to make those choices. Dang. That is so well said. So. That is beautiful said. Um, I, I share this with my clients all the time that choice is the ultimate power and we possess it. I think we take it for granted, right. you know. And I love if I go back in your story where, when you had that um, that experience that happened at BYU and you know going against the honor code, but how eventually you just like, no, this is on me. It's not on no one else. And you made that decision and said, I'll I'll take responsibility. And and that's when things started to change and heal for you and you got to move forward. That's so beautifully said, Reno. Thank you so much. That's awesome. If, uh, if, if, if the listeners want to learn more about you or we might have to have a part two, let's (laughs) let's do a part two. Yeah. I definitely want to do a part two because I think there's so much more we can talk about, but, uh is there a way, I mean, do you have like a website or anything like that or I, social media? You probably stay I away do. from all that. Well, you, you know what's <laughs> funny
1: is I do have social media. I actually turned it off Okay. and I was, I was kind of going away from it, but, but because of the new business, yeah, I kind of had w- to, I kind of had to go back to yeah. kind of um, market. It's kind of necessary yeah, to, well, to get that out there. Um, I needed it to network and connect with city yeah. officials and whatnot. Sure. So it, it was, but I don't, I, I've, Again, going back to what I'm allowing myself to be fed.
0: Yeah, gotcha.
1: And and the time and, mm-hmm. you know, if, if there's anything um, that I can leave you more so, it's right now for me, it's just chasing time. It's not chasing money. It's not yeah. chasing fame or glory. It's just trying to chase, chase more time with my yeah. family, with my kids. Wow. and and to me that's all the money in the world you, there's only 24 hours in a day yeah it's not going to make more hours <laughs> but if yeah. i can you know if i can strategically buy more time with my family yep then that's what's most that's important what's for me important. And, and, okay. and quite frankly for me social media is it it, it robs more time of my family if right. i'm looking at that i'm not spending time spending with time, time with my family Wow, I love and that. so, That's but great advice. as far as being able to do this, I'd love to do another one with you. Okay, it's yeah, I not having it. gone on a mission, this was something me and my wife are always open to do, and we yeah. we want to just share share whatever we can cool. about the. You know, it'd be cool.
0: Would be cool is if next time we do this, we have you and your wife on.
1: Oh man, she's
0: wouldn't that be amazing?
1: She is she she's be. on a whole nother level. <laughs> like she just has to have her own <laughs> we'll, do, we'll just sit back and watch. Yeah, yeah she listen. Yeah, she she's a special, special person. Yeah. And so you're not gonna want me on. You're just gonna want her <laughs> I'm dead serious. Yeah. Whenever we go speak, uh-huh. typically in our culture, the woman goes first right. and then the and then the guy the guy's kind of the keynote at yeah. the end. We go and speak. I'm like the two minute talk, so I don't take up I you think I'm joking, I'm dead serious. Okay. She yeah. takes she really. she puts it out. I mean That's she, awesome. she's a great she's very articulate. Sure. She's she was the four oh out of high school. Gotcha. I was the four six forty out of high school. <laughs> so, but no my well, wife. Yeah, I'd awesome. love to have
0: her on. that would be amazing. Nah, um, she it, would be more than glad to do it. Very cool. Her, so Well, I want to thank you so much for spending some time with me today and for our listeners. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having Um, me. What an amazing story. What an amazing life you live. I mean, again, I love, scrape away all the football accolades and everything that you've achieved, but just how you are uh, an, an outstanding family man. It's truly inspiring, and I know you're not perfect. And I know you're. <laughs> I tried. You're over be, here looking at me, going, "Oh, Todd," but but I just want you to know, like it's it's inspiring. I can be to hear better. From I you. can I know. be better. We all can. <laughs> right. We all can. So I wanted to thank you for your time today. Thank it was you so for beautiful. having me. Thank you. There you go, listeners. Another amazing belief cast. I'm so grateful I have the opportunity to do this because I get to rub shoulders with guys like Reno, and and I hope you guys. I mean, I know you'll be inspired by this story. Please share this with anyone and everyone that you know. Um, Do a review on iTunes for me because that just gets more exposure for everyone to hear this story. And I want to thank all of you for being so supportive of myself and my life. And I just feel really, really blessed right now. And uh, Reno, um, all the best to you and your family and to your new uh, business venture. Thank you. All the best of luck in that as well. And Tell your whole family hello and everyone that we all know together. Tell them (laughs) I love them. All right? i will do Okay, thanks so much, Rena. All right, thank you. Okay.